about real people for real people. I wanted to create a space where I share my true feelings and those of my guests about what it's like to live in today's world. The challenges we face and how we deal with them or don't. What about all that stuff that's just not said but should be? You know the conversations that we really want to have but don't. What do we really think and feel? What about our regrets, the dreams that we have and the stuff we should be doing but we don't? Each week I'll be here talking to real people about real life. This is a very honest look at life and hopefully by listening it will help you to have a better understanding of yours. What we learn from our parents as children can totally shape our behaviour and the way we interact and communicate with people close to us. TJ saw the world from a very narrow viewpoint, struggling to connect with others and ultimately limiting the depths of his relationships. Twelve months ago his partner told him she wasn't happy and their relationship needed to change. He then had the courage to want to work on himself, to undo what he had learnt, limit friendships that weren't healthy for him, change the way he saw the world and the way he interacted with his partner and to redefine what a relationship should be. In his own words, TJ explains how great a place the world would be if you could talk openly with people around you, particularly men, about how you really feel, what's going on in your world without being judged. This is such a simple concept, but rarely happens. TJ then questions, what does it mean to be a man in today's world? The conversations around this subject are starting to change and create a new paradigm. If men could have open, honest conversations, it would mean better men, better relationships with their partners, and ultimately a better society. I truly hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we did. Please also note that at the beginning of this podcast, probably about the first 15 minutes, there are some slight audio issues, but I don't believe that detracts from the overall experience. Thanks very much. Welcome, that's all. Thanks for inviting me. What are you searching for in your life? Ooh, what am I searching for? That's a very good question and not easily answered because what I'm searching for has changed over the years. There's probably been an underlying search that's always been there but not always been so obvious but at different points of my life I've, I've felt that perhaps other things were more important or, or you know I was looking for different things at different times. Being a relatively new father I'm probably searching for now how to be the best version of myself and so I can in turn be the best father I can be and give my children you know, the, the greatest opportunity to be the best people they can be. And, and through learning, from a, a, because we learn through observation and, and actions that we, we see and experiences we have, and it's just become plainly obvious to me that that's probably the, the most important thing for me now is, is that, that search for the best version of myself. And what mm. do you think the best version of you is? I have absolutely no idea. That will probably be a journey that I'll be on for the rest of my life now. I think perhaps, you know, again, that's been influenced by being in a relationship and the challenges of that and now being a father and the challenges of that and being able to rise to those, those two challenges 
in a whole wholesome way is that <laughs> you know in an honest way in in a way that I can be as strong an individual as I possibly can be because before a journey that I've been on in the last oh, say year or so you know I, I was uncertain what was going you know this whole fatherhood permanent relationship stuff was I was probably still quite a little bit unprepared for it all and so how yeah. long have you been in the relationship with your partner? nine years and then how, how nine years, old so, are you? so i'm 52 just turned 52 yeah. nikki is 43 so there's a bit of an age gap there i probably think younger than she is <laughs> but that's that's actually sort of just saying that reminds me also that i've always been a, a youthful character and but I've actually not wanted to what my version of growing up has you know I didn't want to grow up this whole idea of growing up I didn't really like the notion I liked the idea of you know forever the the Peter Pan up until about a year ago I was, I was bloody miserable you know when I say miserable internally I was miserable I didn't show that you know and haven't shown that to anyone but I haven't been able to reconcile the idea of still maintaining youthful exuberance but Growing up, you know, that, that, and I don't mean growing up as in, oh, you've got responsibilities now. I mean, you know, evolving as an individual, as a father, as a partner, as, as yeah, as a, as a male, as a man. And I haven't really, I, I had nothing to go by, you know, I had nothing to learn from. My experiences with my father were very emotionally, you know, a huge void emotionally there. So, I don't think he's ever understood how to be the best version of himself. And that's been, you know, passed on, obviously. Would you, would you like me to tell you what's happened in the last year? I so, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, because the point was, well, no, you tell Yeah, me. no, 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 no. Uh, so I was interested yeah. in what mm. you mentioned the year. That's clearly a landmark point. You've mentioned it twice now. Yeah, yes. So something yes. has been an obvious... Yes. Right. I, I, I came to a point where I was... I was Desperately, uh, not desperately, but I, I was significantly unhappy internally. It's not like the first, that's not the first time that I felt that way, but it sort of had come to a head where I was really, you know, I, I was exasperated. I really needed to do something, but I wasn't sure what was wrong or how to tackle it or what to do. I'd sought assistance through a health professional previously, but it didn't really evolve into anything. And my dad's been therapy? Yeah, yeah. So I had therapy uh, for a while before I met Nikki, actually. And, um, you know, I was pretty unhappy at that stage of my life. And I had some therapy and it kind of helped bring me out of the funk. But it didn't address the root causes, which I kind of wasn't really aware of that's what, what the issue was. But so about a year ago, Nikki was also very feeling pretty unhappy, not within necessarily herself, but with our, the state of our relationship. And she said, "I needed to do. Well, you know, we needed to do something about that as a couple." I was, I was, I was a little bit confronted by it because I didn't see things as badly as she did, but she brought a lot of things to my attention, and and so I just said to her, "Look, yes, I, I, I agree to do something with you, but I think I need to do something for myself first because if I can't sort myself out, I don't think there's much hope of us sorting out us. You know, I need to be in the right." So, yeah. Why do you think you didn't see that yourself? 
because I knew how unhappy I was internally with myself. I didn't have any internal strength. I didn't have any, I didn't have any clarity about who I was or where I was or what was what was the what was the purpose or what you know how to be a a, a strong male, but not in the traditional sense of stiff up a lip and bury all your feelings, but to be a caring, thoughtful, you know, intelligent. Uh, person and father and partner not necessarily in that order but perhaps in that order and I said Nikki look I understand how important this is to you but I really need to do something for myself first because I think if I can't sort this out you know so we were fortunate enough to be given the name of somebody who would see both myself and us as a couple which is kind of great because they have insight into and so I started seeing this uh, professional mental health professional just over a year ago and it's just <laughs> it it has it's been an incredible journey so far it, it's not finished by any stretch of the imagination but it it unlocked a view of myself which I didn't have and I had no access to and it gave me insight into why I am who I am and how that has occurred and what I can do about that and given me an ability to draw strength through understanding that, you know, and know the truth and it shall set you free and all that sort of... Uh, um, and, it, and it was incredible. Essentially, we, we delved back into... Uh, I guess uh, she was... Uh, she's an incredible uh, person. She was, she was not interested in looking at the symptoms. She was interested in delving into the past and childhood and revisiting where you were made essentially you know in those formative years the first five years of your life tell us about those and and it, it's been really interesting because she has said well you've suffered great trauma in the first five years of your life you know that 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 has set the tone for who you are and why you are it's childhood trauma has set up who you are today and she said we need to go back and look at that and work on that and bring you forward and re reimagine what how you can be as a person. What was that trauma? Well, the trauma was essentially, it wasn't anything, that, uh, some people might call it uh, emotional abuse, um, but it, my, I to, my parents are very loving people. They would be horrified to hear what this therapist is saying. Horrified, because of course, everything they've done is from a place of love. However, they didn't know how to be good parents themselves because they came from war-torn a war-torn country where they were only children in broken homes who didn't understand love or how to uh, be a caring parent. They just did the best they could. So they're just part of this intergenerational trauma. So it wasn't even necessarily that they decided, oh, that was... That's what they suffered as well. So, you know, that's just been passed on down the line. That's where I'm at. You know, that's what I inherited. So... You know, a, a great example of that is me trying to give my father a hug. Now, whilst he accepts that I'm doing it, he doesn't really participate in that. <laughs> it's very awkward. <laughs> it's very awkward, but I continue to do it. So why, why, do you, why have you done that? What's the reason? I, I do it for both of us. I do it for me because that's what I want to do. And I do it for him because I think he really wants it. He just doesn't know how to accept it or to give it. 
So whilst it is awkward for him, I know he does enjoy it, but he just can't bring himself to, you know, he, he's 82 years old. Uh, it's pretty ingrained. He, he doesn't... He doesn't want to look at that stuff and think about that stuff and he doesn't talk about his childhood and oh, his, his parents or anything like that at all. And, you know, so I do it because I think it's just good for us to do that. And it's also good for my children to see that happening. You know, I, I just think it's healthy. Yeah, whether it's, whether it's awkward or not, it's still healthy. The last year has been a real journey for me in, in saying, OK, you know, I'm, I'm not the together guy you know I need to I need to see some truths here not just about me as an individual but how I behave in a relationship how I communicate in a relationship all the things that I I've been that I've grown up with and I've held onto as well that's who I am that defines me my behaviors and all the rest of it and everyone else can accept it or not that's all gone out the window <laughs> you know I've I've spent the last 12 months trying to not redefine who I am but to discover who I am how I interact with the world around me and those who are uh, closest to me family and friends and redefine what I, I find is important as well you know it's 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 been I mean this is not a end you know we haven't finished the journey it's it's uh, we're only 12 months in my new life path of self-discovery and how I interact with life so that's why I've kept saying the last 12 months. So. How did you let go of the stuff? It's not easy to let, let it go. I mean, I'm still struggling with that because it's a lifetime of habit that I'm trying to change my habits. The language that I use around things, you know, in communicating, the language that I use, not just about how I communicate with individuals, but how I communicate with myself. You know, the language that I tell, how I tell myself things internally in my own mind. You know, the, the, the language that, you know, trying to change that language from sometimes being a negative-based language. You know, it's, it's, really, it's really amazing the, the going through this uh, you know, counselling process and re-educating, trying to re-educate yourself around such simple matters as the words you use. You know, it's, it's so powerful. You know, the things that I might have thought once upon a time were so important about the people I socialised with defined who I was, you know. I would, ha- would socialise certain people because I wanted to be in with the in crowd or something or I wanted to be invited to things because I thought then I'd be cool or, you know, I'd be... And then the way I behaved with those people once I was, you know... <sighs> I'm changing my social circle as a result of all of this. You know, there's people who are... I'm not deliberately cutting them out, but I'm not going out of my way to be around them because I suddenly realise that, well, they're not adding anything to my life and I was defining myself by being around them. It's not... I'm not, try, I'm not being snobby. I'm not trying to say I'm better than them now and all that sort of thing. It's just. It was just simply a matter of, well... Why am I spent? You know, why have I spent so much time with these people? I don't. I'm rethinking everything about. You know, yeah. What am I doing? Why am I doing that? It's. Uh, you know. It must have been very confronting. It's incredibly confronting because I have to understand that whilst you know, even going back to my childhood, I've never th- looked back at it and thought, "Oh my God, that was." You know, I would. If, my son, if that was my son, I would be horrified if he was having that experience. 
you know, horrified, I, I hope. You know, he, he only experiences a loving and nurturing and caring environment where he feels strong and, you know, internally strong and able to voice his feelings and, you know, express his feelings, whether they're sad or happiness, whatever it is, um, anger, all of those things, to, to look back and think, oh, my parents failed me, but not to, not to blame them for anything, but to accept that you had a, you know, your childhood was very flawed. My greatest wish has been in my life during my growing up, if you like, <laughs> is to be able to sit down with my parents and talk to them openly about these matters. I, I, I unfortunately think that that's never going to happen because I have I've attempted to and it created a, my mother nearly had a breakdown. <laughs> and how did you out of interest how did you do that? How did you approach it? Perhaps not very well. <laughs> I'll 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 approach it again one day. I was in a bad place and I basically just blurted out, you know, how I felt about my life and things and I guess specifically my mother felt that it was an attack on her and she took it very badly. And it's kind of like, let's never mention that again. <laughs> oh, quite sad. You know, I'd love to be able to have this kind of conversation with my parents. I mean, my father's a very learned man. He, you know, he, he, he understands these things, but he cannot express you know, whatever's in here cannot, doesn't come out. My mother's quite happy to talk, but she doesn't talk about, you know, we don't talk about us, you know, that's because we're fine. <laughs> that must be really tough to be a child and want that from your parents and they're not, they don't give it to you. Yeah, they well... understand where it comes from. It doesn't make any better when you're the child. Uh, no, no, no. And, and when I say the child, I mean, I'm talking, this is as, an, as a grown-up. No, no, no. So, oh, yes, yes, it's my inner child saying, oh, I need to talk about this. But, but that's okay. I've, I've, I guess I've reconciled in my own mind that my journey and my, what I would like is not necessary. I can't impose that on them if they're not able to do it. You know, I can... I, I will go back to them again in time and, you know, there'll, there'll be an appropriate time and I'll probably have got myself to a point where I can perhaps introduce a topic without <laughs> making them feel more comfortable about it perhaps, you know. So learning about communicating and language and, and all that sort of thing and being more aware of other people and rather, rather than imposing myself and my view and my will uh, or trying to on, on others, you know, it's, it's a great... I've, I feel blessed that I've had this opportunity before my partner left me, that she's given me the opportunity to not only, not only go into myself, but also to, for us to have a better life together. You know, that's what an incredible gift, really. I mean, uh, the other way I could have looked at it was that there's nothing wrong with me and you've, you know, if you've got a problem, well, maybe you should go and deal with it, but... And there's nothing wrong with us. I don't know why you've got, you know, I was ready to sit there and just let it all hang out, <laughs> so to speak. Been incredibly fortunate to have also come across a health professional who is very, very good at what she does. I, 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 we work well together because I'm a willing participant and learner and she's, she's a good teacher.
as well. It's a, it's a brave new world ahead. What would have happened if, you, if she hadn't have said to you, you know what? Uh, she, Either you sort it out or this is it. Yeah, well, she probably just would have left. Mm. One day I would have woken up and she would have had the bags packed, my bags packed, <laughs> and said, you have to go. Yeah. You know? And I probably would have been in shock and thought, where did this come from? But knowing full well, of course, internally that, you know, it was probably coming, but just not, you know, not admitting that. And did you used to argue because you didn't communicate, you couldn't, you couldn't talk about, and so you, it wasn't like Mm. I had, you've got no concept of where this has come from. You understood, even though I understand Mm. what you said before about just not being able to see that because you're in such a bad place or not a good place at all. Yeah, well, look, you know, uh, no, no, I, I knew it was there. I just thought that, you know, oh, well, I probably blamed her. Maybe on the odd occasion I'd say, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But, uh, you know, no, I'd probably say, oh, why is she like that? Why is she, you know, I mean, it was a very selfish, in, in you know, internalised view of what a relationship's all about, you know. I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand how you're supposed to communicate, you know. You're supposed to talk things through. I thought, oh, no, we'll just... You just accept each other for who we are and we get on with life. <laughs> you know, what do you mean you have to work at a relationship? Shouldn't it just be fine? And if there's a problem, shouldn't you just sort of, you know, just is it that big a deal that you've got to make an issue? You know, does it have to, we have to make an issue about it? You know, it's like, oh, can't you just get over it? What's the, you know, all these, <laughs> wow. all these things that, you know, I, I had learnt, you know, and, and what's wrong with having an argument? Doesn't that just happen and isn't that... But now I look back, I was like, well, is a disagreement is fine, but it needs to be a a respectful disagreement and, and one that well thought through as well, not just a, oh, I don't like what you're saying or, you know, just uh, uh, try and berate someone into either stopping or agreeing with you. Or <laughs> and would have that have been... A, a, going back before your current relationship, how did who you were impact on, I don't know if you had other oh, relationships? Oh, I'd, first sign of trouble, I'd be off. And to find trouble, just... They didn't like something that was going on in the relationship or I didn't like something or, you know, I never, I never, I never managed to have a good, healthy relationship previously, a good, long-term, healthy relationship, you know. It was always into disaster. And yeah. but you must. How did you deal with that? It must be tough to. Oh, I just hadn't met the one yet that was going to just love me for who I am, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't make my life hard, you know. That's just how I viewed it. It was like, oh, you know, eventually one will come along that will put up with me. <laughs> and then, so given the amount of time you're, you've mm. been in this relationship, mm. how did it go this long? given, I don't know how long previous relationships were, yeah. where that didn't happen. There was just a multitude of things occurring in our relationship that, that kept us together, I guess, along the way. Nikki's father passed away very early on in our relationship, so, you know, I was I was always... One, one of the things that I've, I've always wanted to, you know, protect, you know, I've always, oh, I want, you know, I'll take care of you sort of thing. And so, you know, that kept us together for a while and then we went travelling together for a year or so and... That was fabulous, and um, there was this and that, and then we, then we were pregnant. We had kids, 
you know, so we've been together because of kids. If we didn't have kids, I don't know if we would have ended up staying together. I probably would have been off. You know, it's it's been a really interesting time because I think we're just now discovering how to have a proper relationship. Well, I, I am, and I know Nikki as well. We're, we're just discovering how to be a, a, a good relationship, a good and healthy and mature relationship because of the work I'm doing for myself and then the work we're doing together and, and the work that she is also doing in her own in her own self. And we're very cognizant of who we are as people and as parents and so so that's changing everything. Everything. You know, it's amazing. It's a it's like a, a, a new dawn, if you like, you know. And what difference have you noticed? I appreciate it's only twelve months, mm. but with your children. Have they said anything to you? Uh, no. No, but they, they, the thing is they're too young really to probably, but it's their experience now. You know, the, 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 it's their experience of their parents and how we are as individuals and how we're providing a, a, a relationship for them to model, you know, for the future now. So, so, our, so Nikki and I, I think, probably have not had a, an argument well, maybe one, I don't know, in the last 12 months because it totally changed the way we interact. You know, it's, it's, it's bloody liberating is what it is from a personal point of view to, to just say, well, I'm open, you know. I'm, I'm not challenged. I don't, I don't feel threatened or challenged to, to reconstruct, my, uh, you know, the version of who I am and to let it all hang out. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I feel totally liberated by it. It's having a very positive impact on how I view the world and how I'm interacting with the world as well. I still slip into bad habits sometimes, old habits, still early days. It's, uh, you know, the start of a wonderful journey. So when you say what, what I think in the beginning, we sort of said, what, what, what you know, what do you think is, and what's the end game, if you like, or of, of who? I was like, I don't know, but it doesn't matter because the journey is what it's all about for me. Best version of myself will will just be, you know, it's an ongoing experience for me. Yeah, I, I don't think there is an end, end point to it. And how has that impacted on your close friends, male friends, female friends? I, I, I probably haven't shared there's there's a couple of people who are close to me who I've, I've shared this with because I, I you know they, I felt they were in a, a similar headspace or, or able to understand what I would, would talk about oh, I think you know it's it's wonderful to see see their not necessarily their reaction but I guess their encouragement their understanding and perhaps the enjoyment of that. As, as another element of the relationship now is but because it's still I, I, I think also it's 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 something where perhaps there'll be more of a natural evolution in terms of who my friends are or or who I'm close to who will see this change yeah there's probably some people who won't know because either I won't have had that conversation with them or I just I'm not really seeing them anymore so <laughs> How different would it be for you and for anyone 
if you could actually share that with more people and feel very comfortable that no one's going to judge what you say. And oh, wow, what a what a much better place we would live in, a much better world we would live in, you know, on, on so many levels. I, th- I think there's a, a, it's interesting, you know, when you look at the feminist movement that has occurred um, for, the, uh, uh, for the better, you know, the world has become a better place because of the, that, that change. But you look at how long that's taken, you know, and, and where it is now. I mean, it's still not at its, its you know, best place yet. And I think there's just, for, for men, it seems to me that that is just starting now. So I think there's a long way to go in this world before men can be liberated, if you like, more, more liberated from that version of what it is to be a man and to be more expressive. And, and I, think, I think that's uh, you know, occurring just by the, the conversations um, around uh, mental health issues with men because men are in a very interesting place in life right at the moment what is it to be a man anymore if if a lot of the the traditional roles of being a man and what it meant to be a man are being eroded yet there's nothing there's there's no template for what it is to be then i can see why that's affecting so many men it affected me well if i'm not here as the breadwinner and the you know the the one of strength and you know, knowledge and blah blah blah. You know that traditional role and everything else. If that's not what 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 does it mean then to be a man? What what's my role in society? What or in life? You know, what, what what's my role? What a you know. I can see how many people are struggling with that. And how many men are struggling? I mean, we see you know, very sad outcomes occurring you know, all the time. The single largest killer of men in the country. Suicide, depression. So yes, what what would it be for for more men to be able to talk like this openly? I think it would mean healthier men, healthier society, healthier relationships, healthier society, better leaders, better decisions being made, less fear about what it is to be a man and and how you can still go about your business without that machismo worrying about how you look to everybody else. And, you know, I think that's uh, the only way forward for, for, a, for a better society, I think, anyway. I think because it is generational, the change as well, it's going to take, you know, I mean, my kids hopefully will be the first in my family line to be allowed to be you know, uh, emotionally strong caring and you know, loving people yeah so but that's the that's a generation and hopefully their children will be able to you know be better versions of that again but you know that's I guess it doesn't happen overnight does it mm. and what would it look like to you where where would you go to or where would you feel comfortable being able to feel what you described and men, you know, should be or, or be able to express themselves. Would you, would you watch something, listen to something, go to a group? What would work for you? In terms um, of- I've I've actually just sought out a group, so because I just don't know what, you know, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm interested in my own journey, and I'd also like to have guidance. I'd like to have somewhere that I can seek advice from, you know, people who 
can do that for me. Uh, and what does that look like? So what does that, when you say group, what's that? Is it a men's group in the sense uh, yes, of a men's yes, group? Like yes, I would yes, know I'm in yep, a men's group. Yep, so yep, exactly. Yeah, it is. And how did you find? Did you how did you find that group? I was given a list recently, and uh, I I chose one of them that I thought was most appropriate. So I've reached out to them. I haven't heard back yet. Actually, I must follow it up. But look, I think through through a group, but also amongst my own personal friends as well. Um, you know, just interestingly, you know, a good friend of mine. Whenever we used to catch up, it was always very much, oh, we'll go and have a beer, and we'd end up having lots of beers and probably talk about everything except us. And that, and that is totally changed now. You know, our conversations are about us and our feelings and where we're at in life and, you know, the challenges we've got. And, you know, and I think that's wonderful because that's something that's been missing in probably the traditional male um, relationship and communication you know women obviously are very good at it and and have practiced it for a long time um they seek out their friends to discuss the common issues or that sort of thing and whereas men it was like oh no you talk about the footy or politics or maybe not even politics you know you know very very superficial sort of topics so the idea that you know you can actually call up a friend and say look i need to talk to you is it's amazing yeah because it'd be very lonely to not to have oh. to have that voice in your head as you mentioned at the beginning of the conversation saying to you the mm. self-loathing or whatever words you want to use to describe mm. what that voice is saying to mm. you it isn't true mm. it's not who you are mm. it's just it's telling you mm. but nevertheless it's still a voice that's and it if you don't have anyone else to go to mm. where do you what do you do with that well and if you tell yourself something often enough then you Start to believe it, I guess. That's your truth. Uh, 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 that's your truth. And the idea that you couldn't talk to your friends about it because you, know, oh, you don't want to reveal your uh, reveal yourself um, in that in that manner or your insecurities or anything like that because you know then they were, they would think less of you because you weren't strong enough to you know oh, everyone else is dealing with it why can't you yeah. so yeah it's interesting and you know I, I, I for me this is a great time in my life to you know doesn't matter that I didn't you know so you could you could sit there and say oh why didn't I do this 20 years ago or 30 years ago why you know it doesn't none of that matters really it's just you know it's the fact that it's happening is 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 fantastic in itself I think anyway yeah so uh, look and, and it's it's been so positive professionally the way I deal with things professionally and other people, you know, it, it's it's having such a positive impact on all aspects of my life. And what have you struggled with the most, apart from letting go of what you were, or who you were, rather? <clears throat> uh, what am I struggling with the do most? You have to, do, you, do you have to stop and second guess what you're thinking because that's what you used to think versus now what you do? So what? Yes. What, yeah. Just very simply, yes. You know, old habits die hard. You know, I liken it to almost giving up smoking or something. You know, you, you know you need to change your ways, but you're, you know, you've just it's easier to sometimes just to f- do what you've always done, or th- communicate the way you've always communicated, or think. You know, it's 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 easier to do that because to stop yourself and to think more about what you're about to say or what you're about to do. 
I think is, it takes an incredible amount of skill to do that. So one of the things that I've been trying to work on, and, and this through through some of the therapy I've been doing, is to find that that diamond moment, that the the to be able to create that diamond gap between thinking and acting. So so that moment that you've had that thought you know uh, you're you're habitually you would just automatically res- you know you have the thought you respond to that thought that's your habit to be able to have the thought and then pause for a moment before you do something that that's that's uh, you know that's that's a diamond moment but it's actually it's quite difficult to attain especially if you've got a lifetime built up of, of behaving a certain way so I've, I've found that sort of um, being more focused on on some mindfulness in how I go about life is helping create that you know give me that moment to think before I act or think before I speak or rather rather than you know especially if you say you're having a, a conversation or you know a dis- not a disagreement but a, not even an argument you're having a conversation you've got opposing views with somebody you know it's to have always just said oh well, this is my view and I'm just going to hit you with it whether it's right or wrong but that's that's just you know to now say well that used to be my view but let me hear yours first and now let me just think about that before I have any response whatsoever. It's a, it's a whole new way of, of approaching everything. So yes, it is difficult. That's that's not easy. But that's more that's more of being an adult than rather than being a child. <sighs> there you go. So this this is the child and the adult. So it's 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 learning to enable my adult thoughts, my adult self, to to be the ruling. You know, the child's always there and always going to be there, but the child has always been in control. And now it's it's giving the adult time to... It's the adult's time to be in control. And, and did you, does it ever come up to in therapy, because this has come for me in therapy, where you need to reassure the child that you are in control now, the younger version of yourself? Because essentially, for me, it sounds like for you, that little boy has been running around doing going what the hell's going on feeling unsupported and just this is how it is and not having that older version of you going no no it's okay you know I'm here I'm I'm in control it's it's all right that reassuring comforting whatever word support 100% 100% because the child was very afraid the child's afraid and the child wants someone else to deal with it. My child self was very fearful of everything. Um, and, and my child self didn't want the adult, well, didn't trust the adult. And the adult was afraid of being the adult. <laughs> and the adult was sort of like, oh, but it's a bit like letting go. To be the adult, you have to let go and trust that you're going to fall, but be okay, you know. So, you catch yourself. You'll be there to catch yourself. You know, I've been through a couple of things in the last 12 months where I had to be the adult and I was and I almost shocked myself <laughs> to how well, you know, it was very empowering to see, to observe myself dealing with a situation that in the past I would have reacted to as a child and, you know, it's fight or flight basic instincts. I would have dealt with it in those two ways whereas the adult was considered and uh, observed before it acted you know and and 
and my child self was so relieved that it didn't need to get involved. <laughs> That's amazing. How did you feel after you, when you had that realization oh, of that? Incredible, incredible. In fact, I had I had some people remark to me how incredibly they thought I'd dealt with a situation that yeah they were they were quite. I think uh, surprised, perhaps because they've known me so long, surprised at how I dealt with the situation, but also quite proud of me. You know, they sort of in in a in a sense because they'd seen me sort of grow up. <laughs> and was it personal? Or was it work? Or? No, it was, it was a business situation, but it was nasty. I chose to seek good counsel, but also to act in a very considered manner, but also to take responsibility for it as well and and not just either try and run away from it or fight I didn't take it personally I didn't get involved emotionally I, I removed myself from the emotional position and and just dealt with it in a very adult like way yeah, without being angry and without you know that was a real first for me that was it's amazing to be yeah, able to do that. It, yeah it was it was it was a real first and it was a it was a, a moment of being proud of myself, because you know, the outcome was incredible. You know, and there's been there's been moments like that in the last twelve months, both professionally but also personally, where you know, I'm going to say, oh wow, that was such a great outcome because of doing it this way. You know, and so yeah, it's just it's a it's a great feeling. Yeah, it's a great feeling to be finally growing up. <laughs> and where do you think the courage came from? Going back to what you said before, because it'd be easy to go, well, okay, this is not who I am, but, you know, to to have to stop yourself in a moment takes courage to go, right, I'm going to act differently. I'm going to be... Mm. Where does that courage come from? Oh, I, don't, I don't know if it was... It's, it's almost, it's almost a, a place of... Uh, not exasperation, but just knowing that you've gone through life being, doing things a certain way and never being happy with the outcomes. It's almost a point of saying, what if I just start doing everything differently? What could possibly go wrong? I mean, you know, can't get any worse. <laughs> so why not just try doing it differently? And, and so I don't, I don't know if I would say it was courageous. It was just sort of a point of like, God, I've got to try something different here. You know, like there's no... I can't keep going on this way, sort of thing. You know, you know, you bang your head on the wall so many times before you realise that you're hurting yourself. <laughs> yeah, and did you and going back to what you you talked about other people? Did you ever have that feeling of just utter? You said you were down and and whatever. Mm. Did you were you not thinking of taking your own life? But was it was it so debilitating and so consuming that you were just like, I can't go on. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, abject failure in life comparing myself to everybody else and everything else and you know as who I was and my, where I was in life and just you know yeah I was I was in a really dark place yeah it was just I, I don't I, I don't think I, I didn't never seriously I would never have seriously considered taking my life but there were times when I thought I wonder you know like I just I, a, a flicker of a and okay it's not planning anything but to even have contemplated for a moment that wonder I wonder if everything would just be easier 
you know, life's so hard. Life is so hard. I need, you know, I, I need, I can't see any way out of this. You know, I don't know what to do. I'm lost. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know what to say. I don't know, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm flailing around. I'm drowning. I'm like, you know, yeah, it's a, and it wasn't, it's not the first time I'd been in that place, but it was the time that, this last time was the time I decided I need to do something here. This is this can't go on because I've got responsibilities now beyond myself and, you know, I owe it to them, if nothing else, to try and do something. And again, I'm just lucky that that my partner called me out on it because I might not have done anything about it at the time, even though I was thinking about it. I might have just kept... Sometimes it's easy not to do anything. <laughs> It's much easier to not do anything. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're going to be happier. Clearly no, not. No. But mm. I'm sure we both know people who don't do anything. We do. Um, and that's sad because I always struggle with that. I really do struggle with that. But that's it, it, unfortunately it the world we live in. Because you, yep. That's why I used courage before. Because it's a brave mm. person that says, you know what? I'm not happy with who I am. Mm. I need to to be I want to be different I want to be the, as you mm. said at the beginning of the conversation mm. I want to be the best version of mm. of, of who you of who you are mm. Mm. for you your children for your partner whoever mm. people mm. around you mm. and that's not going to be easy no it's not going to be easy and my relationship with my partner is is going to be so much better but it's not going to be you know this fairy tale because that's not reality but it's about uh, what I've learnt is it's been it's been so wonderful. What I've learnt is that it doesn't matter that it's not a fairy tale. It's about how you how you approach it and how you deal with it, and and, and that's you know and that's just part of being a grown up adult in a relationship. You know, is that you 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 learn how to communicate with each other and you learn how to be a be in a relationship. <laughs> Because it isn't easy, as you said. It's challenging. It really is. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, that'll be wonderful if our children can grow up seeing that because then that's going to enable them to have better relationships, you know, which is which, which will be, you know, I, I can't make them be like anything other than who they will become, but, but certainly what they view now is going to be formative in how they approach the world. And other people, so uh, you know, yeah. I, I hope I hope that we're doing the right thing for them now. Whereas before, it was very much just passing on the same. Again, passing that baton on. I think, as we mentioned earlier, yeah, that, that yeah. you know, I've had it for a while here. You take it now, sort of thing. But um, so so yeah, it's a it's a wonderful time to be alive. <laughs> well, it's amazing. And the thing is, you know what? No one can see your face, but throughout large parts of this mm. you've been smiling you've been happy I can mm. I can feel totally feel your sense of and I don't use this word mm. lightly euphoria that you you really I didn't know you before no so no. I can't compare you no. to t, old TJ to mm. this version of TJ that sits mm. here mm. but you're telling me and I can resonate totally with things you're talking about because I experienced those as well mm. But to see how you are now is incredible. And the impact that you must be having on yourself, and I mentioned before, all the people around you, well, that's going to be huge. 
Look, I hope so. Um, I'm sure it will. You must believe. Of course. And and, and I love the word euphoria because I do have a sense of a euphoric sense. It's it's just amazing. I mean, you know, I've, I've taken drugs in my life that have made me feel euphoric, but this is the most natural euphoria that could possibly hope to feel you know and it's wonderful because it can you know it, it just continues on and it's uh you know I, i'm loving the journey um you know it's going to have its ups and downs and what have you but i finally feel like i'm actually learning how to be you know an adult without looking around trying to emulate somebody else's version you know i'm, I'm being my own adult and and that's uh incredibly liberating yeah, as as a as a human being, as a as a as an individual, and as a male, yeah, I'm I'm sort of working out, slowly working out how to be a good male, yeah, a good and healthy, you know, emotionally healthy. Mm. I could probably do a bit more exercise, but you know, <laughs> emotional health is really important. It goes back to what yeah. you said again about yeah. emotional trauma. Mm. That's huge. Mm. It's not mm. to be under. Mm. People often talk about physical trauma, mm. but emotional trauma is yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and just as powerful, oh, you know, it has a huge impact, sure. if not greater, I think. Oh, well, you know, absolutely. I mean, because how do you deal with emotional trauma? You know, how do you deal with emotional trauma? Physical trauma, okay, or broken bone, fix the broken bone, all that sort of thing. But and and it's and it's really, you know, going back to that, it's it is quite confronting because you go, oh my god, well, yes, that actually happened. You know, those things happened in my life, and whilst it wasn't a deliberate uh, circumstance, you know. And it just it just makes you realise how important as a parent, you know, how especially with young children in their formative years, how important it is to to get it right, you know, like do what you need to do to make that right, um, because that's going to set them up for the rest of their life. You know, if if it means you've got to change your own life to do that, well, then that's the greatest thing you can possibly do. You know, it's totally selfless. It's, it's responsible but it's a it's an amazing gift you know it forget about buying them toys and all that sort of stuff that's all just yeah i mean yeah i i, I just thought oh wow well, yeah this is the this is the best thing i can do you know yeah the, the rest of it doesn't matter about private school and all the rest of it i mean you know the, none of that matters it's like their their experience of you and their home and the relationship is yeah the most important yeah like we were uh, being about to be given the we're being thrown out they're being thrown out of the room <laughs> okay <laughs> all right i could keep talking but that, no yeah, I mean, so could i dan so could i i could but we'll have to get out of the room no no yeah, it's great we, i appreciate we, that we, yeah. we can we can continue on another time if you like but. yeah yeah i'd like to do another mm. part two maybe but part two yeah yeah no there's another stuff i wanted to ask you but thank you for listening to more real i truly hope you've enjoyed the experience and that you will continue to be here to explore real life with me. If you have, please tell anyone you know about More Real. I love creating a space for real conversations, so if you know anyone who would want to be on this podcast, please email me at morereal1, one is spelt O-N-E, at gmail.com. Once again, morereal1 at gmail.com. I'm very grateful, as always, for your support.